One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Friday, gang, and welcome to the final Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of the week, because it's been Friday, with me, Andy Goldstein. And we start today's show, podcast, call it what you will, with the fallout from England's shock World Cup qualifying defeat to the worst team in the world, San Marino. No, of course, don't be ridiculous. England won. We smashed it. Well, sort Anyway, the game was live on TalkSport, and this is how it sounded, plus a little bit of reaction as well for you. So England win by five goals to nil. And it is a night that starts the World Cup qualifying campaign with some sparkling moments. The biggest disappointment was the amount of chances that went begging. You know, yeah. the first half in particular, really, you know, we should have we should have taken the lead far earlier than we did. The chances kept coming, they kept coming. And in some games, you only get two or three. And I think Gareth secretly will be a little bit frustrated, the fact yeah. that the scoreline is not higher, because it should have been. And the shot comes in, it's there! from Molly Watkins, who marks his international debut with a goal. He's a lovely kid, great humility, but hasn't stood and um, been in awe of it. He's really grabbing the opportunity, which is great to see. And I, th- I thought it was a lovely moment. You know, when, when there isn't a crowd in here, you miss an incredible experience of scoring at Wembley in front of 90,000. But the reaction of his teammates, I think, will have meant almost as much. They were just as happy as me, especially Tyrone. He was just as happy as me when uh, the ball went in the back of the net. So, you know, it's, it's nice to, to see that and uh, it made me feel feel uh, even more welcoming than I did on uh, day one. Round the uh, back and Wolf Press comes on to it and scores. And England have the breakthrough in the 14th minute, and it's James Ward-Prowse's first goal for his country. A boyhood dream come true for sure. Um, it's a moment that, that, that you wait for um, and you dream of as a kid. I wouldn't have said it would, be, it, it would have been my left foot, but um, yeah, I did a little bit of work on it in the week, and um, it was nice to see that paying off today in the game. Ah, the dulcet tones of James Ward-Prowse there celebrating. Uh, the England goal that he got earlier on this evening against San Marino. Adam, if you want to just stay with me, I think I've got Jesse Lingard live on the pitch yeah. at Wembley uh, with me. Probably one of the most frustrated men in <laughs> Wembley Stadium right now, Jesse. I mean, I could see on your face <laughs> that keeper was just driving you crazy. Uh, no, I'm happy, I'm happy. Um, you just put an English shirt on after, I think, two years. You know, it's an amazing feeling um, just to get back out there with the lads. And, you know, like you say, 
could have had you know, six or seven. That performance, even though it's against San Marino, and I quantify this, will really nudge Gareth, mm. I think, to say, you know what, if you put me on Sunday or put me on and I have another decent solid however long or I start the game and play as well as I have today, he'll put him under big pressure to be in that squad in the summer. Curse of the commentator, why don't I just shut up? I think, Jim... We've just seen there probably why England might not get as many goals in this second half. Chilwell finds Lingard and it's tapped in by Calvert-Lewin. Goal number four. Now, could the Anthony Joshua Tyson Fury fight actually take place at Wembley? And has promoter Eddie Hearn definitely signed it off? Well, let's hear from the man himself. The myth, the meme, the legend in his own mind. It's Eddie Hearn. We're good. We're in a good place. Both guys have signed for that fight and both guys are ready and prepared and engaged for that fight, which is, you know, clearly the biggest fight in British boxing history. One of the biggest fights of all time and probably the sporting event of 2021. Eddie Hearn joins us again. Apologies, we are we are live, yeah. Apologies for that. There have been a couple of conversations over the last sort of 48 hours. I spoke to Bob Arum on Monday at length and you know, we were talking about Wembley and he asked me about the restrictions and, of course, I told him about the Euros going into yeah. Wembley and the talks of full capacity going in there in June, July. Could we get full capacity after the Euros, sort of middle end of July, if we could? That does bring London and Wembley into the conversation. I'd love to find an excuse, Ali, to do it yeah. in the UK. <laughs> people to be honest with you and this includes the Middle East they would prefer to do the fight in the back end of the year so you know do we even do the first one in London and the second one in the Middle East or or wherever you know those interesting offers come from there's a lot of discussions to be had we don't rule out Wembley but one thing we do know is the only way we could stage that fight in Wembley is with full capacity. So there are some conversations going on uh, with the government to see if that is an option and if that is an option that will be presented to the fighters as well. Now, England's second ODI against India gets underway today. It's live and exclusive on TalkSport 2 from half past seven this morning. Now, away from the action, Laura Woods set all-rounder Ben Stokes this cheeky challenge for his pre-match press conference. You've got a, a press conference, haven't you, in about five minutes' time. So you're going to be sat in a room with about 30... Well, not in a room, actually. It'll be via Zoom, won't it? 30 journalists via Zoom, um, which I imagine can be quite boring, can't it? Um, hopefully this isn't too boring for you, but we wanted to see whether or not um, you'd accept a challenge that we wanted to set you this morning um, because it is the pre-match media press conference. Um, one Day International it's live on TalkSport 2 tomorrow, so it's all ahead of that. Looking forward to it. Um, but to make it a bit more spicy, a bit more interesting for you, um, we want to set you a challenge of of putting in some phrases would you accept it um what's that? What? <laughs> <laughs> so some phrases to get into the press conference uh, so here are the suggestions that we've had. Ah, right okay so number okay, one okay, of course okay. they're, they're all inspired by call of duty number one is war zone right number two is no okay. scope and number three is loadout do you reckon you could get one of those in war zone no yeah. scope i'm just writing these down yeah. you gotta get the gulag as well loadout Warzone, was the last one no scope Oh, loadout, yeah. I'll get that in easy. What the one, good, Jay? The good news is... Gulag. The good news is, Ben, you'll have 27 million watching your press Gulag. conference. <laughs> They'll never notice. Yeah. They'll never notice. Nah. Just the three million that listen to this will be watching it, just hoping that you do it for us. What do you reckon? Could you do yeah. it? I reckon I'll get all four in easy.
number one. Nice to, to sort of get the ball in the hand and get a few good spells in, especially coming back, especially in my loadout. Everything just felt a little bit, a little bit lethargic to start. Number two. I'm not too sure where we're at. It's sort of like a no scope with where, where that is. Number three. When we lose, everyone starts to pipe up again, sort of like a gulag. Number four. You know, the last time you played a 50 over match for England, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it felt like I was flying into the danks in the first game of the world. Sorry. And one last one from Talk Sport. Ben, how are you getting on with life in the bubble? Um, you've had several months away and you've got more months to come. Is Warzone helping? <laughs> um yeah, look, it's been a uh, very long day. We actually said, I don't even know what day we're on at the week at the moment. Um, it's, sort of, it's been like that last two weeks, not knowing what day or what month it is. But yeah, we're, you know, we've, we've found a way of getting through it. So who's the bigger Liverpool legend? Is it Mohamed Salah or Luis Suarez? And could the Uruguayan actually return to Anfield this summer? Let's head over to my show, Andy Goldstein's Drive Time Show with Darren Goff to find out. Just what they needed. You cannot give him the merest hint of a chance. I know this is going to sound crazy, right? He's only got one trick, hasn't he? Put it onto his left foot and then put the ball in. in the back of the net. Yeah, but he can only do it one way. He's quite greedy. It's not a great. It's not not a great trick. That he is doesn't it? turn up in big games. He's got twenty odd goals a season. No, but I'm, just, I'm just asking. Is he as great as? I mean, like, there are other players on the planet that I rate as well class that I think are better than him. But that's who they need to sign Liverpool, surely. Again, they've been brilliant for a few seasons. Manchester City this year have been brilliant. Liverpool See, now a, have to get back Aguero, If they're going to lose a high-quality player like Salah, yeah. they've got to get... Sancho's... I don't know if he'd be as good as Salah, but he's someone who could play for a long time for Liverpool. Mbappe is the obvious one, but is he's he going to go, go to Liverpool? He's, gonna... he's been linked there before, no, though. He won't go there. Tommy is a Liverpool fan. He's next up. Hi, Tommy. All right, mate. Yeah, we're well, good, Tom. Off you go, pal. Hello, Paul. Yeah, uh, this whole Salah debate. Salah's been found out, mate, over the last couple of years there, right? Yeah, he's been scoring loads of goals. But this last season, every defender in the country has found him out. They just show him down the wing, they stand him up, and he, he's got no ideas. He's, he just soaks and soaks and soaks. So I'd, I'd take Suarez in an RP, mate. I'd take him, I'd, I'd dump him now. I wouldn't even want any money for him. I'd just do a straight swap uh, at the moment. You're, you're so an Evertonian, Tommy, aren't you? <laughs> No, you're not. You're not a Liverpool fan. He scored 20 goals this season, right? Come on, Tom. And we're saying he's been found out. Over 20, yeah. 17 in the Premier League, isn't it? How many opportunities does he have to get them 20 goals? Well, if it weren't for him, where would they be? They'd be 15th, Liverpool. If it weren't for Salah, because nobody else is putting the ball in the net. Tommy, I I still still don't believe you're a Liverpool fan. How long have you been supporting Liverpool for? 40 years, mate. Who was the manager when you first went? Who was the manager when I first went? Yeah. Okay, tell me how much you love Liverpool. Well, I've got a tattoo on my leg. No, but just, just start singing You'll Never Walk Alone for me, Tom. As you walk through a storm. Yeah, I can't believe you. Yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, let's speak. <laughs> Never thought I'd get a Liverpool fan say, Mohamed Salah's been found out. Now, West Ham's Thomas Suchek scored a hat-trick for the Czech Republic in their World Cup qualifier against Estonia. So could the Czech sensation be on his way out of the London Stadium for a big money move this summer. Well, we'll hear from the Hammers first team coach Stuart Pearce, but first it's the former Spurs midfielder, Jamie O'Hara. 
He's been awesome. He's transformed West Ham. He really has. What a player he's been for them. A great signing that went under the radar, but his performances have have been absolutely exceptional. He, he's turned into now a, a, a proper top player in the Premier League. And, yeah, um, yeah they're lucky to have him, West Ham. He's, I think they might struggle to keep hold of him. It is Crystal Palace 1, West Ham 2, and Big Thomas Socek has got them both. Well, I'll tell you what, what a finish this is. If you're Socek and you're having the season that you are and, say, Man United or someone comes... Because Man United need a, a player like him. He'd walk into Manchester United's team with his energy, his runs, his, he scores goals... You know, it's hard to keep hold of someone when you're at that. You know, when you've got big teams like that coming in for you. He's happy here. He, he's not going anywhere. That's for sure. He's been brilliant here. I've got to say, they've brought him in. I think it was about this time, well, January of last year, in, into the club, and and since then he's just been brilliant. What wonderful attitude to work as well. When he stays off, he comes in and works. He, he's just really an absolute pleasure to work with. As, and, and as a man, he's a, he's top quality. I've got to say him and. And Soufal as well have been brilliant, the two Czech boys that have come in. And to be fair, he could be a handful. I mean, England faced them in the group stages and, um, you know, his ability in both boxes is very, very good. Now, Norway players wore T-shirts bearing the message human rights on and off the pitch before their World Cup qualifier against Gibraltar to show respect for the Qatar migrant workers. AP's global sports correspondent Rob Harris discussed the potential boycott of Qatar 2022, but we start with the former Crystal Palace owner Simon Jordan and why the Norwegian players should go one step further if they truly believe in the cause. If they're doing it in a World Cup qualifier, why don't they have the courage of their convictions to do it when the world's cameras are watching them in the middle of the FIFA-owned World Cup? It used to be the World Cup, it's now the FIFA World Cup, but the, the World Cup itself... I bet they don't. It's interesting, none of the main human rights groups, Amnesty or Human Rights Watch, are calling for a boycott. And they are acknowledging that there have been changes, working practices have been improved, addressing some of those violations. The whole bigger debate, of course, is should Qatar have even got the World Cup in the first place, given the standard? Is it justifiable, actually, that a country gains a sporting event like the World Cup on the promise that you know, it might improve conditions. Well, it wasn't something talked about in 2010. It was only the pressure applied in the following years that led to Qatar deciding that labour conditions had to improve and things like a minimum wage have only been introduced in recent uh, days even. It's about uh, £200 a month minimum. If these players have these beliefs and they are entitled to have these beliefs and they are probably right, and not probably, they are right to have these beliefs, then you have to do something more than wear T-shirts if that's your heartfelt belief, you have to do something that really impacts upon your life and really doubles down on your convictions, the integrity of your beliefs. And maybe you have to step out of playing for national teams that are prepared to participate in tournaments where human rights issues are very, very challenged. It's a big ask. It's very easy to wear a T-shirt against a tournament that you're going to play in whilst protesting against it. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. And speaking of San Marino, well, I mean, albeit 15 minutes ago, unless, you, of course, you've fast-forwarded the last 15 minutes, in which case I'm bang on the money. Back in 1993, a Stuart Pearce mistake led to this embarrassing moment where England conceded the fastest World Cup goal of all time to the Minnows. It's a mistake by Pearce and humiliation here. Gualtieri. Anyway, despite that, England still won 7-1, but failed to qualify for the World Cup in America. 
And that almost cost Lee Dixon his international career, although it was Psycho's error. I'm not quite sure how that works. Anyway, here's Dixon and Pierce to explain more. I sort of looked over and I seen Pierce go to knock it back to Dave Seaman. And then and I've gone, it's gone in. And I literally, if it had been a camera on me, if it had been today when there's like 50 million cameras at every game, I would have had to retire because I burst out laughing. I, I actually, because I was in such shock, the, the, my reaction was, I don't know what to do now because so I'll just laugh. So I actually found it quite amusing at the time, and I immediately then, immediately then went into, oh my god, what the paper is going to say. First off, I thought going into the game, Ali, I thought to myself, what can I do to get a chuckle out of Dicko tonight? You know, what I mean? and I thought, you know what? I've got a cunning plan. <laughs> a moment of weakness, sadly, on the football pitch. Now they only have a moment of weakness around a cake counter, you know. Well, that's nearly it for another podcasty thing. Uh, let me tell you about some more football are coming your way across the TalkSport network. On Saturday, of course, it's game day. You can hear the big one on TalkSport 2 at 3pm as Bristol Rovers take on Sunderland in League 1. And then on Sunday, the even bigger one, another World Cup qualifier from 4pm on TalkSport sees Albania take on England if that one, of course, goes ahead. And on the same day or evening at 7.45 on TalkSport 2, you can hear live commentary of another World Cup qualifier as Israel take on Scotland. And that's it. Thanks for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on Drive today at 4pm alongside my old pal Darren Ben. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcasts out first thing Monday morning, so do what you've got to do to get it. Until then, have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.